Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Welcome, Grit to Greatness listeners. As we record this, it's a new year. It's 2024. I hope it's a great start for you. It's an exciting time. It's an opportunity for a fresh start. And I'm really excited about our guest today with us that we have as we start the new year off. It is Glenn Poulos. Did I say that right? You said, sure did. Absolutely. Well, he's been, he's had over three decades of experience in the sales industry. Thousands of hours in the field and on the phone with sales professionals from many successful companies. He's the author of Never Sit in the Lobby. I really appreciate you joining us today, Glenn. Hi, Chuck. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. And Glenn doesn't live anywhere near me down here in Texas today. Glenn actually lives on the other side of the hemisphere, I guess. And that is up in Toronto, Canada. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's where I am right now. But I do spend a lot. Of, I do go to Texas a lot. Okay. My job. But um, yeah, so uh, mostly in the Dallas area, but but uh, Austin, Dallas, yeah, but I'm in Toronto right now, and that's where awesome. I am today. And two things about Toronto that come to my mind immediately. One, gorgeous city, known for being absolutely a beautiful city. Two, known for being cold. Are both yeah. of those true? Yes, sir. Yeah, today's <laughs> kind of a crappy day, if I can say that, on TV yeah. here or on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the weather's not so good today. And uh, we, we avoided the three feet of snow that they're getting in other parts of Canada uh, yesterday. But we got lots of rain, and it's cold and nasty. And, yeah, these are the days where I wish I was in Florida. Yeah, I bet. But yeah. Toronto is a gorgeous city to visit when it's warm, yeah, correct? It is, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's like a miniature New York. It's really clean. It's really safe. You know, um, you know, there's so many things to do. Uh, it's really metropolitan. And, um, you know, it's really, a, a, um, you know, a treat to be able to live. I live in one sort of suburb over from Toronto. Right? Yeah. So 40 minutes to downtown, to front door to downtown. So nice. I can go to plays and, you know, sporting events. And, you know, it's really nice to live so close to a big city. But still, I have the room to spread out my uh, suburban home. Right. And uh, so, yeah, so I got the best of both worlds. Awesome. And I saw where you play pickleball. I've just kind of gotten into pickleball. You know, that's the new craze and everything. Yeah. And again, my first thought was I'm down here in South Texas. You're up there in Toronto. How in the world do you play pickleball for most of the year up there? Yeah. Well, obviously in indoors. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indoor yeah. pickleball must be a big thing up there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many clubs that have exploded. It's so popular and uh, waiting lists and uh you know, I mean, it's a, it's a serious thing now, you know, don't miss your spot. And man, if you're going to, if you're going to back out, you better find a replacement or wow. they'll come, they're going to come looking for you. Wow. And uh, cause I mean, um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of demand for it. And every, every tennis club, every racket club is opening, adding courts and converting and trying to keep up with the demand right yeah. now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun though. Anyone can start and, and learn it, right? That's the nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. It only takes a, uh, one night and you're, you're proficient. You're not good, but you're proficient. Yeah. You can play with some other people and That's right. it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Yeah. We're going to talk specifically about upping your influence. I love that. How yeah. do we up our influence this year? How do we build stronger relationships? Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Glenn, and get you, let you get started. 
For sure, for sure. So there's you know there's lots of cornerstones to you know let's call them rules or um, you know little chapters in in how to up your influence and you know one of the one of the uh, the first things you know that I find is that it's a you got to develop your expertise through you know and the the keys to that I would say would be continuous learning you know trying to stay current with industry trends staying on top of new technologies and methodologies. Um, you know, workshops, seminars, courses, trade shows, um, you know, and in addition to that, the easiest way to learn these things is to share that knowledge with people, right? So, uh, you know, um, the, you know, I don't know if most people that have ever taught anything realize, wow, I didn't realize how much I didn't know until I had to teach it to someone. And then the actual real learning begins, right? So it's actually a real gift if you can teach and mentor people and uh, which we'll talk about mentoring in a minute as well. But I mean, uh, when you're teaching someone, then you really got to know your stuff, right? So share your knowledge, write articles, blogs, uh, go on podcasts, you know, um, any way you can. Right. And, um, you know, and then just try to build in a, you know, a feedback loop, you know, so talk to other people in the, in that particular area where you're trying to develop expertise and find out if you are still on the right track and, you know, uh, just like a good GPS, you know, constantly readjust your course, uh, you know, for the best route. So that's, that's one, uh, is the expertise. Um, you know, I don't know if you have any questions on that. I can yeah. keep going. And, yeah. Real quick. Let me say there that, uh, you know, I think that's awesome. You know, we always talk about the best way to learn something is to teach it because you have to study more, you prepare in advance, and then you're turning around and you're sharing it and it really sticks in your brain. For example, Bible study in your home, you know, studying, doing a group leader for Bible study. So this is not just in sales, but in all areas of your life, you can up your influence. And one way you do that is by upping your expertise, learning more about it. One way to do that is by actually turning around and, sh and sharing that with somebody. For example, in sales, having people on your team that you, you train on a topic that you've just learned yourself. I love that. So next we talk about the brand. Tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So the brand, you know, it's sort of defining your unique value proposition, right? Understanding what sets you apart and how your skills, experiences, and perspectives add unique value, right? You need, you know, and so in a brand, you need things like a consistent uh, and appropriate, I would say, online presence, right? You have to use your social media platforms appropriately. You know, it varies between things like LinkedIn, there's Twitter, obviously Instagram, Facebook, and but they're all different, right? And they all approach things slightly differently. Um, I I feel you kind of need a presence on, on most or all of them. Um, you know, a lot of people drill down on maybe only a couple, but like, for instance, myself, I'm very, very serious about LinkedIn, you know, kind of daily posting, trying to curate my uh, my brand on LinkedIn, you know, to be a thought leader in the area of building uh, a business, um, you know, and also uh, building and, and growing a sales team, right? And that's a lot of what I talk about on LinkedIn, but I also share stuff on Instagram, but it's a little bit more friendly. And, you know, I have all these, like some hobbies like pickleball and I'm a part-time DJ. And, and I share some of those insights with people really feel they get to know you a little bit better than just your uh, persona you're putting on, you know, so, you know, you, you got to curate your online presence and you need to maintain a pro professional image, right? Um, align your image with the, your values and your standards in the industries and make sure that, you know, how you present yourself, how you dress, how your, you know, photos and, 
and how you behave, you know, is appropriate with the image that you're trying to portray, right? And perception is reality. And so that's, I find that to be really important when you're building a brand, right? I love that. You know, and again, if you're looking at this from a business sense, building your business brand, your sales company's brand, or your personal business brand, but also overall, if you're looking at it as building relationships in your life, uh, building a brand is who are you? Who are you to people? Do they see you as a person of integrity, person they can trust, person they can rely upon? If they have problems and they're looking for somebody to come speak to and maybe pray with, are you somebody that they respect? and believe that you have integrity and can help them. So not just a business brand, but it can literally be a personal brand. You know, how are you coming across to people? How do they look at you? And so I think that's important to look at it in that sense as well. You know, as we're talking about influence, we can have as much or more influence in our personal lives than in our business. And so be thinking about that as, as we go. And What is your personal brand? What is your personal influence on others? I appreciate that. So next, I love this one. Effective communication, and I like to add this one to it as a follow-up, active listening. So communication sure. slash active listening. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'll try to try to combine those. Um, the So for, you know, effective communication, I mean, I'm a believer in clarity and brevity, right? So I'll, I'm always dealing with my team and they're sending me notes and stuff. And they're saying like, what do you think about this for, you know, sending to the customer or what have you, the, whatever the, whoever the stakeholder is we're communicating with. And it's usually like, okay, well, let's see how we can reduce 90% of that text, right? Yeah. You know, let's see if we can get paragraphs one, two, and three down to one bullet, you know, yeah. uh, we deliver on time every time, right? Instead yeah. of uh, rambling, I said, you know, the customers, they just don't have time to invest in your, in your, you know, the novel you're writing. I said, you know, it sounds good and you've done a great job, but you've got to be clear and you got to be brief, right? And because, you know, people nowadays, their attention spans are very short, right? And so you kind of have to get to the point, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them in a concise manner. I love that. And, um, you know, I personally, uh, what resonates with me is storytelling. I love like trying to, you know, trying to tell uh, the message through a story. Uh, people remember that stuff. And they're like, oh, I remember when you came in and you explained about, you know, such and such by comparing it to, you know, this and that. And like, it, it sticks with them, right? I mean, when you're just giving them facts and figures and, you know, we're, you know, 500 megabytes and, you know, like who, you know, nobody remembers that stuff, right? And, um, and so um, I also believe in like where, where possible strong visuals, right? So, you know, instead of a PowerPoint slide filled with a bunch of bullet points, one short video clip, you know, one photo that really shows them, you know, with the result they need uh, something they can relate to and say, how do I get that in my world? Right. And um, so visuals I find super important. You know, then on kind of on to the active listening thing. I, I love active listening. Like I love talking about active listening. And I, I mean, obviously in my, uh, I have a book, right? As you mentioned, and in the book, there's an entire section on active listening. And there's an exercise in there, which I suggest people try with their, with their significant other, their spouse or uh, what have you. And, um, you know, where, where you try this exercise in active listening that I have, where you only say to them, you know, when they speak to you and they're, they're conversing with you, you can only say four or five different things like, uh, oh my, really, 
what happened next? You've got to be kidding. And how did that make you feel? Right. And the and people are like, that's not going to work. I can't do that. And I said, you should try it. I said, just get, mix it up. Right. And I give a right. story about my wife and when she got ran into the do at the dog park with this lady and she was mad about the dog barking and jumping. And I'm like, Oh my God, no way. Really? And what happened next? Oh, this, that, and the other. Oh my God. How did that make you feel? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh my, really? Wow. Well then what happened? And, and, you know, and then at the end she's like, Oh, I'm so glad I was able to get this off my chest, honey. Right. And so it works, you know, but I mean, you, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you do the math. Right. And, Active listening, you know, is about gaining the attention, uh, avoiding the distractions and, um, you know, stop trying to formulate your response while you're listening. That's the biggest thing, right? It's like pause your brain, right? To You know, so often it's like you can feel this like pent up anxiety. Like you just want to, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do what you want. And, you know, yeah, well, yeah, we've got that feature, you know, and, and it's like stop, like stop listening to speak. And start listening to understand, right? And um, yeah, and so I love, that. Love, I love that. that topic. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and again, this obviously can be used in every area of your life. Effective communication and active listening. You mentioned with a spouse. Um, obviously, that's something we can use with our spouse uh, every day. But with friends and family members, uh, people we come across at work. And so this is something we absolutely can grow with. And I love your little short questions that we can use almost in any situation. You know, what happened next? How did that make you feel? You know, so I love the fact that you talk about these short little things that we can yeah. use and just mix them up. And, and I love the fact of don't formulate our response too quickly. That's something yeah. that I would do. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I want to fix the problem. And yeah. so then me and so I got this problem. Well, I don't need to hear the rest. I'll tell you how to fix it. You know, yeah, <laughs> I need to be an active listener. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. love that. So let's pause right here and uh, say, how do they find you? How do they uh, buy your book? So, well, you can link to everything from my website, which is my name, glennpoulis.com. Uh, but on there, you can click over to my LinkedIn and you can sort of communicate with me directly. Uh, there's links to all the bookstores online and offline that you can get the book. There's a few downloads there, uh, resources that you can get on my website. So that's a great launching place. Um, and I'm happy to uh, answer any questions anyone has or, you know, if anyone wants to reach out for any reason, I'm happy to talk to them. Uh, but yeah, that's the best way. All right. Awesome. So next we're going to move on to mentoring and coaching. I love this one. Um, I love the idea of mentoring others and, and coaching, whether it be on a professional basis or just on a personal basis with no money, just helping somebody. Yeah. So tell me about mentoring yeah. and coaching. Yeah. And I really, tr I really believe in this and um, you know, and I try to give freely um, my experiences. Right. So for me, the first part is sharing experiences, right? So that's using your experiences to guide and advise others. Right. Obviously storytelling can be particularly effective in mentoring. Right. And so you know, another guy that, you know, you know, maybe I, like, for instance, I, you mentioned at church or whatever, maybe he has a business, you've got a business, he's struggling with his finance team or his sales team or his marketing. And, you know, you can freely share what you're doing with the business, right? You know, there's no real win for you. There's no upside, but you're, you know, and you're telling them stories that have occurred in your business. This is how we have, how we handled it. Right. And, um, you know, and it 
again, it's an opportunity to allow you to uh, sort of for two-way learning, right? Because, you know, that mentoring and coaching you're doing is not a, just about teaching, but it's also about learning from the experience yourself because you're reinforcing it in your own self. Like, oh yeah, we did this and we learned this and you you know, and you're present momenting a lesson that was maybe learned a few years ago, right? And you're bringing it back. So it's two-way, right? And, you know, encouragement and support, right? So providing encouragement, celebrating successes for those that you mentor and coach, right? Being available, um, you know, and I find, you know, like just with a sense of, uh, you know, attach some gratitude and generosity to the whole thing. Right. And, um, you know, obviously there's people that do it for a living, but I'm talking about, you know, just, uh, with coworkers and friends and, 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 uh, business associates, you know, there's a lot you gain by sharing the information. Right. I love that. And like you said, uh, you know, we can do this as a profession, but majority of this in our lives happens for all of us. And we can do it on a day-to-day -day basis with those around us. And it can be in sales, but it could also be, again, family, friends, people close to us, people that need support. Um, I love some of the things you shared, share experiences, uh, be there for encouragement and support. And I love this one, celebrate successes. We don't want to just be there when somebody has a difficult time. We also want to celebrate success. We want to share with people when they're having a success as well. And, it, you know, it's funny because we're tuned to the negative. Yeah. We want to hit on the negative. You know, for example, with Yelp and looking at restaurants and, and things of that nature, 95% of it is negative. Yeah. And it's rare that people actually go on there as much and share the positive of it. There's a very nice restaurant that I absolutely love and it's top notch. It, I mean, it's literally top notch service food. You can't beat it. And I've been many times and I would give it a 5.0 out of five every time. And yet I was stunned one day when I actually looked it up and their rating was not that stellar. And I looked and it was just all little nitpicky negative comments of people yeah. that made. And so you know, that's the way we can be oftentimes when it comes to our relationships, that we're, we're there for the negatives, which we need to be there, but we also need to be there to celebrate the positives. Yeah. You know, I think Yelp should be changed to miserylovescompany.com. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and, uh, you know, because, and, and you know what I mean? I found, I found some time quite a while, a long time ago, I I've said, you know what, like that, I'm not going to go there because it just spoils the experience. Right. And, oh. Um, because I'm not, actually, I'm not that hard to please for one. And, right. uh, and I go to all these restaurants and, you know, traveling around with the wife and whatever, and we have great meals or you, and then you tend to go to these, you go to Yelp and it's like, like you said, I am just repeating yeah. what you already said, but yeah. I mean, it's surprising. Like, you know, they complain about everything. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it really wrecks it for you and makes it hard to find a place you feel comfortable going to. So yeah. I stopped, I stopped using them as a resource yeah. and, uh, let's, let's, so. let's decide to tune towards the positive, towards the generosity, which exactly. you mentioned a couple of times. I love that. Yeah. That, so that moves yeah. right into the last point here, positivity and inspiration. Yes. Great last point there. Tell yeah. us a little about that. Yeah. So the cornerstone of that part is, of course, maintaining a positive out, excuse me, maintaining a positive outlook, you know, focusing on the solutions rather than the problems, you know, a positive outlook can motivate others and help them overcome challenges. And, um, you know, I'll just list a few things, then I'll give you maybe kind of an example to uh, latch on to, right, and lead by example, right? So, uh, that would be like sort of demonstrating behaviors and attitudes you'd like to see in others. Uh, 
uh, resilience, optimism, can-do attitude, and be there to inspire and motivate people. Share the vision and the enthusiasm. Recognize and acknowledge efforts and achievements uh, of others to motivate and inspire them and other people. Right, and yeah. so those are sort of the cornerstones of that. The, uh, the um, you know, that point. But I mean, uh, I'm in the telecom uh, world, right, and. Um, and so like, that's my day job, we'll call it. And uh, telecom's kind of been down in 2023. We had a banner 2022. 2023 hit us like a freight truck, a uh, freight train or whatever they say. And it's really been down a lot. Most of, most of us and our competitors have openly just talked about uh, being down 40 to 60%, right? Even the big guys, it's all over the news, the telecom, it's way down, right? So you know, people get scared, right? Like what's going to happen? What about my job and whatever? And what I learned and what, and is that, you know, what people really want is for the people in the leadership modes to, you know, craft a vision, articulate it and follow that vision and give them something they can get behind for, to inspire them and motivate them to go forward. Right. That look, yes, business is down. This is what we're doing to, um, you know, to meet these challenges and to forge ahead to the next, you know, to the next wave up so that we're there to celebrate the next rising uh, tide. You know, and as I love to say a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. Right. And I find that most people, 99 out of 100, if you can articulate a cogent argument for what you're going to be doing. And this is how, and then start putting in place those plans in place. They will get behind you and they will support you on it. And they'll say, you know what? This guy's got a vision. He's got a plan. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with him, and, um, you know, and lead by example, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So uh, it's really important if you're in a leadership position to make timely decisions, you know, and be a leader. Right. And so lead people and, you know, just do it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And again, you know, we can absolutely use this in all areas of life as a parent, showing positivity and inspiring your family, your children. Doesn't yeah. mean we're always on top of the world, but having that mentality of positivity, inspiration, and as a Christian, having that that uh, value of gratitude towards the Lord for what we have, appreciating yeah. what God's given us, and knowing that yes, you know, we're working towards the future, but having that gratitude and then using that to inspire others. People notice these things in you and they will look to you when they do need help. They will come to you when they're excited about something positive and wanting you to share with them. So I love these points today that you've given us about overall how to build a sales business, but I truly believe it can help us in all areas of our life, particularly with regard to our relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that's been awesome. I really appreciate you being here today, man. Well, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. It's been great chatting with you. So I really enjoyed it so far. Yeah, Glenn has a lot of uh, different topics that he shares with on other podcasts and in his book and, and in his social media. So I'm sure we'll be having Glenn back later on to share some more with us today. But I mean, later, but today I've really enjoyed talking about building our influence, strengthening our relationships. I hope you've gotten as much out of it as I have. Hope you're truly out there building your business, building your personal life, growing closer to the Lord in this new year. And as always, grit to greatness, listeners. Psalm 1914 says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, grit to greatness listeners.
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit to Greatness. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get great updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Grit to Great podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.